we're going to jump in this morning. If you guys have your Bibles, I'm going to read through some scriptures kind of quickly um, because I want you guys to catch something this morning. So we're going to be in Proverbs. Um, It's a great place to begin for a new year, Proverbs. It's all about like wisdom, right? All the things you go to, like, what do I, you know, sometimes I read, I read our Bible reading and sometimes I'm like, I don't really know what I'm getting out of Leviticus. And so that day I'll read Proverbs because I always feel like there is something that we can get out of Proverbs. So we're going to start Proverbs 3, 19 through 20. It says this, by wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations by understanding. He set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided, and the clouds let drop the dew. Proverbs 2.6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 24.3-6 says, Through wisdom a house is built, by understanding it is established, by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Isaiah 11.2 says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, the Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And then Colossians in the New Testament 1.9, it says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. What do you guys think we're going to talk about today? (laughs) Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, if you guys didn't catch that. I know I went through those scriptures kind of quickly. We'll get back to some of them, but we're going to be talking about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding today. Last week, Pastor Julia came, and she kind of set the foundations and talked about building, that we are going to be concentrating on building this year and uh, building our life, building our family. What does it mean to build? And she talked about parameters, knowing where your parameters are, knowing what's outside of your boundaries and what's inside. And I thought it was so amazing because even before she said any of that, even before I knew the direction of where we're heading as the rock, the Lord was already speaking to me. And I was journaling and I was catching some vision. And I felt like 2019 was the year to build. And that was the same word that this year we're going to concentrate on building. And so if you guys are friends with me on Facebook or Instagram, there is something that I wrote, and I really believe that prophetically it wasn't just for us as a household, and it wasn't just for us as a church, but it was for us, all of us in here individually. And I'm going to read it to you. And as I read it, this is what I want. I want you guys to open your ears and open your heart and ask the Lord, what does this mean for me? Because when we hear from the Lord, you know, um, I, I, Scott and I, we don't just sit up here and be like, oh, we're just going to get these direct downloads from God, and then we're just going to give it to you guys, and this is what you guys are going to do for the real life. You have to hear from the Lord. And we believe that as we speak and as we teach, the Lord speaks to you directly. And so it's so important that as we're talking, that you're writing things down. What does it mean to you? What does it mean for your life this year? And so for this year, this is what I felt. This is the year to build. You've been tilling You've been sowing, you've been storing away. There's been blood, sweat, and tears. So many tears. Guys, I don't know if you guys cry a lot, okay? But if you sweat, those are tears too. So many tears. And sometimes it feels like you don't even have anything to show for it. But this year, this year, there's going to be something to show. 
There's going to be a loud proclamation of God's faithfulness in and through you that will glorify and lift him up, a testimony that will ring out and bring people towards him. We're going to look back and say, what was impossible? God made it possible. There's going to be something to actually physically see. The prayer is that this year, may the things we've been praying for and contending for in the spirit, may they come and be manifested in the natural. So that it's not just something we see in here and here, but it's actually something that other people can see. And so that's what I'm believing for us this year. If you receive that for yourself, can we thank the Lord? Can we clap and thank the Lord for that word for this year? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There seems to be a lot of ways to build something. When we head into 2019, you know, we always, we always talk about all the things that we want to go after. But, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we can build our life, build this year. We can build it on love. We can build it on hate right? We can build it on forgiveness. We can build it on bitterness. We can build something absolutely beautiful. We can build something that's absolutely terribly ugly. We can build something that lasts forever, or we can build something that's going to pass away in a blink of an eye. There's so many ways that we can build our life and we can build this year. But there's this, this common theme that we see throughout the word, And it's exactly what I was reading, even throughout Proverbs and even Colossians, that there is a way to build, and it's with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And the Bible is very clear about that. That sometimes we think um, that, so at The Rock, we're a faith-filled church, right? Like, we stand in faith. Like, we we read the word, and we hear from the Lord, and we're like, Like, we're going to believe what he says for us about our life. Like, we are faith-filled, right? When we ever talk, we're like, well, stand in faith. We hear that all the time. And it's so needed. It takes faith. It absolutely does. When we receive something from God, it takes faith to believe it and to see it. Not physically, because then there's no faith, right? If you already see it's going to happen, then it's like, well, that's easy to believe. But when you don't see it, it takes faith to believe that God's going to do what, he's going to, what he said he's going to do. But it doesn't just take faith. And sometimes I think that we can get to a place when we are so faith-filled, this, this faith lingo at language that we have, that we almost take faith and we make it an excuse to not have any responsibility. That sometimes we can stand and we can shout and we can declare what God's going to do. And then we say, all right, God, do it. You do it. But the Bible is so clear that when we build, it takes faith to believe what he's going to do. And that prompts us to action. That true faith, when we truly believe what God has for us, we'll move forward. We'll take big risks. We'll do things that will make us look foolish. Faith cannot be an excuse for us not to move forward and for us to wait on God. I'm sure there's a lot of us in here that have said before to ourselves, man, this year I'm going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to have a, a wonderful, amazing marriage. Or this year I'm going to, I'm going to be in the best you know, uh, health and physical spot I've ever been in my life. Or this year, I am going to be debt-free. 
And we can proclaim it and we can say, God, I see it. I see it. And then we don't change. And we don't walk through the disciplines of what it takes. And we say, God, just do it. We can desire things with all of our heart, but you know that it doesn't matter how much you want something. It doesn't mean it's going to come to pass. Without wisdom and understanding and knowledge, we're going to look back on 2019 the way you're looking back at 2018 right now. It's going to be the same. And so we need the wisdom from the Lord. When you, when you think of wisdom, a lot of you guys might think I mean knowledge. And that's not what I mean at all. Knowledge is facts. Wisdom is what you do with it. Knowledge is facts. Wisdom is knowing what you do with those facts. Knowledge can be this wealth of information that we have. And I don't think that, um, that we're lacking knowledge in any way. We, at this, at this moment, we have more information at our fingertips than any age before us. Thanks to our phones, thanks to Google. Scott laughs at me all the time. Well, you just Google it. I mean, I'm in the grocery store trying to figure out what the best ramen is, you know. Thank you, Google. We have so much information, so many quote-unquote facts that is available to us. Facts is not what's holding us back. It's not knowledge. What knowledge does is it becomes, we become this cesspool of knowledge. We become uh, these people that have all these amazing tools on our tool belt without a house being built. So when we think about faith, faith helps us paint the picture of what God wants for us. We look forward and we see, not with our physical eyes, but we see with our inner eyes, our spiritual eyes, and we say, okay, God, I see that. At the end of this year, that's what I see for myself. That's what I see that you have for me. And then we take knowledge and we say, okay, what are the facts that are aligned to that? Let's say we're building a house. The facts would be knowing what the tools are called, right? Textbook information on how to build a house. You can read all these things, learn. I mean, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen that video of the woman who built a house because she watched the video on YouTube? That blows my mind. She had like no prior experience. But it's knowledge. It's gaining knowledge. But but knowledge, it really is. It's like the Pinterest board of recipes that we continually hoard and collect, but we never use. Come on, you guys know what I'm talking about. Guys, don't deny you use Pinterest. I know some of you out there, all those projects you want to do but never get to. That's knowledge. There's a wealth of knowledge out there. But wisdom is knowing what you do with that knowledge, how to wield it how to actually go forward and plan to accomplish what God has for you. I'm going to give you a really small and very simple example. I remember growing up, I hated drinking water. Like, hate, I hated it. I don't know if maybe it was because, like, my parents had tap water and, like, they just boil it. I don't know. Maybe it's an Asian thing. I don't know. 
Michelle. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it, maybe it is. Like, I, I never liked the taste of water and uh, hated it. I mean, I would force myself to drink maybe a glass a day, and that's terrible. And the thing is, it wasn't because I didn't have knowledge. I knew water would, you know, hydrate my cells, help with the digestive system, you know, all that amazingness that water does for your body. I knew all that. I just hated it, and I didn't want to do it. My goal was to drink like four or five cups a day, but did that ever happen? Absolutely not. And so it wasn't a lack of faith or goal. It wasn't a lack of knowledge. I never planned for it. Never. One day, I remember sitting there, someone was talking to me about headaches. I had headaches all the time. And the guy told me, he said, well, one of the things about being dehydrated is that your brain actually is drying up. That's why you get headaches. And I, like, I remember sitting there, and it was as if like, I had this massive revelation. <sighs> what? That piece became my why. That piece became my understanding it wasn't just knowledge. It was understanding somehow all the previous facts about water and how good it was did not translate to me. I did not understand how it affected my life. But when I learned that water was the reason that I was having headaches, it finally clicked in place. Oh, I get it. I get it. I understand. And then guess what I did? Wisdom told me to go out and buy a water bottle one that I can say, okay, I just have to drink four of these a day, and then I'm good. I drink water all the time now, by the way. All the time. Praise God. It's a simple, simple example. But it proves that it's not a lack of knowledge. It's not a lack of desire or want for what we want to have happen in our life. A lot of times it's the lack of understanding. It's a lack of wisdom. You guys all know that phrase, like, if you don't plan, you plan to fail, right? It's so true. And it's evident all throughout Scripture. So, so many of the goals that we have in life when we talk about debt freedom, when we talk about a better marriage, when we talk about an increase of business, when we talk about a healthier lifestyle, it really comes down to this. It comes down to faith, the picture that God is painting for you, for you for this year. It comes down to knowledge. What are the facts? It comes down to understanding why are you going to do it? What does that mean for you? How does it translate to your life? And then it means, and then it comes down to wisdom. How are we going to do it? You know, when God created the world, that's exactly how he created it. When we look at Proverbs 3, 19 to 20, it says this, By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundation. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided and the clouds let drop the dew. See, the picture was God had this picture of what heaven and earth was going to look like. He had an end goal. He had direction. He had it in his heart. He knew what it was going to look like. He knew how he was going to fill it. He knew the men and women he was going to fill it with. And then he had a plan, right? Six days. Six days, and then there was going to be light, and then there was going to be land, there's going to be atmosphere, there's going to be sea, there's going to be plants, there's going to be animals. He had a plan, and he was going to rest on the seventh day. 
I, I guarantee you, God did not just go about it and be like, well, we'll see where it goes. He had a plan. And then he had wisdom on how to do it. He spoke, let there be, it happened, and he created man with his hands. Right? And so there was a process, there was a plan, and then there was a way how he did it. You know who was there with God from the very beginning when he created the earth, though? If you said Jesus, you'd be right. <laughs> Jesus is always the answer, right? John 1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. You're like, but who are they talking about? Right? Who is the word? In verse 14, it says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And Scott taught about it a little bit earlier today. The word became flesh. Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the word, and he was there from the very beginning. He was with God when God created the world. See, sometimes I think when we talk about wisdom, we can think automatically to the how. But wisdom isn't just how, wisdom is also who. You know, there's a lot of worldly wisdom out there on how to do things, how to go about it. You can go, you can go to any Facebook group or forum, and people do not withhold their wisdom when you have a problem. There is so much wisdom out there. But when we look at the word, it's not just wisdom. It's also the who. Who is wisdom? Who is wisdom? Colossians 2 says this. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. And it's in Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. See, it doesn't just take faith. It doesn't just take knowledge. And it's not just any sort of wisdom. It's wisdom that's supernatural. It's wisdom that's from Jesus. When God paints the picture for your life of what he wants 2019 to look like, it's not mediocre. He doesn't just want to say, oh, hey, let's just take one step forward where it's safe where you don't risk anything, where you don't make a fool of yourself. No, he says you're going to leap and abound. He says from glory to glory. There is no level of glory that's safe. Glory to glory is supernatural. And so when we look at what God is saying for us, when we're believing for what we want to accomplish for 2019, it's not safe. We want to look back and say, what was impossible, he made possible. And those supernatural results that we want in our life, it requires the supernatural wisdom of God. It's not just wisdom. It's not just worldly wisdom. It's not just, let me put a question on Facebook and see all the different opinions that are out there. Let me write down the pros and cons. It's supernatural wisdom from God. And we have that beautiful and unique relationship with the Lord. That when we ask him anything, the promise is that he gives liberally. 
when, we, when we're stuck and we don't know what to do, when we look to him, he gives liberally. He doesn't withhold. So this is why we give out our solid life journals every year. Sometimes I think we can look at reading our Bibles every day and we can think, that's such a standard like, what an impossible expectation. And it can, be, it can seem so daunting. But I think that we look at it, a lot of times, it, it happens like this when I, when I talk to people about budgeting. We can talk about budgets and stuff, and, and, uh, and people will say, yeah, I don't, I don't like to budget. Um, I, I like to be free to use my money however I want to. And I'll look at them and I'll be like, but aren't you in debt? Like, like you're already not free, right? Like, you're already not free. This illusion that we don't want to budget because we want to feel freedom is the feeling of wanting just this very um, uh, immediate satisfaction, and we give up the long-term freedom that God has for us. And when we look at reading our Bibles every day, sometimes we can have that feeling like, oh, I'm just bound to this. Like it feels so constraining that I have to do these things. And God's saying, look, you're already not free. Like in order for you to get free, in order for you to truly be free, read my word. Because I'm going to tell you and unlock the things in your life that you've been trying to do the entire time. So it's not a standard when we say, hey, let's read our Bibles every day. No, it's an opportunity for us to get free. It's an opportunity for us to learn more about the love of God, to get rid of the junk that we intake all the time. It's not an expectation or a standard. It's, it's God's gift of grace to us to do the things he's called us to do. Matthew 7, 24, 27 says this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. There are two ways that we can build. We can build with the wisdom of God or we can build like we're foolish. And the thing is, God's desire for you is for you to withstand everything. God's desire for you is that when you build that house, it's supernatural. That when other people's houses are falling down because they're not building their house on Jesus Christ, they look to you and say, what did you do? And for your house to be standing and say, you say, come, find shelter here. I'll tell you what I did. Right? There is a way to build our house that's wise. There's a way to build our house that's foolish. It's not so we can stand in pride. It's so that we can lift up the name of Jesus and we can gather people and say, come. Come and find this life of freedom. Come and find the supernatural life that only exists right here. 